Let us pray. Exodus 30, verse 13 says, The word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe. Come, Holy Spirit, to help us that our words and actions may fulfill your commandment to love. Amen. Let us dig a little deeper into these two domestic household scenes that we have heard in our Bible readings. Let's see what was happening and apply the situation to our own lives. We notice the welcome that was offered in these two events. Abraham welcomes three visitors, and Mary and Martha welcome Jesus. Let's look at Abraham's welcome. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. And my goodness, doesn't that sound very appropriate for today and how we've been seeking shelter and shade and giving thanks for the wonderful trees around us. The oaks of Mamre. There is Abraham sitting at the entrance of his tent and anyone camping in this heat wave will know what that is like. But Abraham isn't on holiday He isn't just sitting on his camp chair reading the paper. No, Abraham is on the lookout. What is he looking for? Or rather, who is he looking for? Abraham is on the lookout for an opportunity to see and welcome tired and weary travelers. He's a watchman here to offer them a shelter from the heat of the day and nourishment for the next stage of their journey. And friends, isn't that our ministry today, the ministry of the whole church? To be on the lookout, on the watch for weary travelers who have tired feet in this tired world, looking for similar opportunities to serve, and nourish, tired and hungry, in our midst. To offer a welcome and hospitality. So Abraham looked up and he noticed these three men who'd suddenly drawn near. And when he saw them, despite his great age we are told that he ran from the entrance of his tent. In the heat of the day, he ran and bowed down before them. Well, they must have been special guests. Who were they? Who were these three visitors and why had they come? 
Well, for centuries, Jewish and Christian commentators have puzzled about the identity of these three. The Russian painter Andrei Rublev captured the scene in his 15th century icon. Jewish rabbis understood the three to be angel messengers of God. And I'm reminded there of Hebrews 13 verse 2, a message to the church, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Were they angels? Justin Martyr, a second century Christian writer, believed one of these three visitors to be Jesus Christ himself, appearing before his bodily incarnation on earth. St. Augustine saw these three as representing the Holy Trinity. And perhaps this was why Andre Rublev painted three identical faces in his icon. Well, Abraham knows enough to recognize that they are important guests. He hastened to greet them. And with Sarah's culinary skills, this elderly couple went on to give these three visitors the best hospitality from their limited resources. They were poor people. They were poor people. But they gave them what they could. They didn't hold back. They gave them, were told, a little water, shade from the heat, and then a table spread with bread, beef with a yogurt dip, Sounds lovely, doesn't it? All this, not a small sacrifice. And friends, here's another lesson for us. Don't think you have to have a lot to be generous. We've learned that from the world church. Generosity isn't dependent on plentiful resources. It means most when a little is shared generously. And one of these visitors inquired of Abraham, where is your wife, Sarah? Abraham replied, there, in the tent. And one of the three replied, saying, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. A birth is announced. So now we know these are indeed Messengers from God with a word of promise. And Abraham and Sarah's son Isaac would be the fulfillment of that promise. A miracle birth just like Mary in the New Testament. An impossibility made possible. So these messengers from God had the authority to speak words of new life. But also we notice words of judgment and death 
Because these messengers were on a journey to Sodom to witness just how far that city had fallen from God's standards. And Abraham would plead and intercede for that city, just as is our work today, to plead for our town, for mercy. So messengers of God, yes, sometimes come with words of life, but also sometimes it's a word of judgment, a time to turn, to turn to God. What is God's message for us today? We know that when God visits, when God knocks at our door and we open it, and when we receive his word, extraordinary things can happen. Let's move on and consider our New Testament scene. Another hot day. And another warm welcome. Jesus, weary from the day's journey, came to the village and to the home of his friends and disciples, Martha and Mary. Jesus is tired. His feet are dusty. He's hungry. We see the human Jesus here. He's in need of hospitality. And you know, it's been said that in Luke's gospel, Jesus is either going to a meal, at a meal, or coming from a meal. Meals are so important in Luke's gospel. Remember, Luke tells us Jesus eats with tax collectors and sinners at the home of Levi. At a meal, Jesus is anointed by a weeping woman. Jesus feeds the 5,000. He eats at the home of Mary and Martha. Jesus is at a meal when he condemns the Pharisees and teachers of the law. Jesus invites himself to supper with Zacchaeus. And Jesus eats the last supper with his disciples. But it's not the last meal because He shares a meal with the two disciples in Emmaus after the resurrection and breakfast on the seashore with his disciples. I think that's Luke's trying to tell us something there, that meals are important. Meals are important times of welcome and inclusiveness, times of sharing, times of laughter, Times of learning more about one another and much more. It was important for Jesus and it's important for us. And most of all, shared meals are about friendship. And that's what we see in this cameo. Friendship. Our church, like most Methodist churches, loves to gather around the table as friends. Whether it's the ladies' meal, or the men's night out, or the times 
occasionally where we actually want to be with each other <laughs> as men and women. It's important. Or even wedding receptions, as we had yesterday. We see today this friendship between Jesus, Mary, and Martha. And when Jesus comes, you really want to pull out all the stops. And we're told that while Mary sat at the Lord's feet, not just resting, but that is the position of any disciple, to sit at the Lord's feet and listen to his teaching. We're told that Martha was distracted by her many tasks. A lot of preparing to do, a difficult choice to make. Do you sit with Jesus or do you do everything that needs doing in order to have the time that you want to have and be generous and give Jesus the best? Martha was distracted, so she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. And we sense Martha's frustration and maybe a, a little bit of a niggle at her sister. You know, she won't ask her sister, Jesus, you tell her. <laughs> and we can be like that, can't we? We don't go the, the direct route. So what do you do? Do you sit at the feet of Jesus listening or are you rushed off your feet with the daily necessities of life? And perhaps that's something that you wrestle with. A choice between being and doing. And we can sense Martha's frustration. Don't you care, Jesus? Do I need to turn on this hoover and make myself heard? <laughs> A modern image. So no wonder history has labelled them active Martha and spiritual Mary. This is how they have been portrayed. Another scene from Cameroon. So what does the Lord require of us? What is most important? The Lord answered, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen the better part, and that's not going to be taken away from her. And I've wondered time and again, what was that one thing that was needed? What do you think it is? Well, as I prepared this, I was thinking maybe that one thing was the one thing that Jesus needed in that moment. Maybe it was Jesus needing just to sit and rest and talk for a while. Time to simply be. And time to be with his friends, Mary and Martha, both of them. 
So I think, you know, reflecting on this, we should lose those labels, active Mary and spirit, sorry, active Martha and spiritual Mary. I think there's a different way that combines them both. Let's call it being spiritually active. Spiritually active. Our faith and our works combined, as James put it in the New Testament. Spiritually active. I think that's the Methodist way. I think it's the way of our Haverhill Methodist Church. This week I have witnessed firsthand Christians, friends here being spiritually active, showing their love for Jesus by showing their love for others. You have been spiritually active, visiting, offering a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, warm hospitality, sharing a meal, baking a cake, volunteering in next door, cleaning, painting, shifting rubble in the heat of the day. (laughs) All this, and let me say, not just on church premises. No, it, it takes you much wider as salt and light in your communities, in your workplace, in schools and colleges, in your family home. In these moments and many more, you have shown the welcome of God, God's generous hospitality. You've welcomed God in. You've said, in this heart, God is welcome. Isn't it our faith? It's our faith, our spirituality that powers our service like a dynamo. It powers us for service. And it's been good to remember today that we do it for the Lord. Whatever that is, you do it for the Lord. You do it for him in his name. That's why we do it. So how will you be spiritually active in this week ahead? Will you recognize the Lord when he comes to you in that stranger's disguise? Will you offer generous hospitality? So in closing, we've seen today in our Old Testament reading the visit of God to the home of Abraham and Sarah. And in the New Testament, the visit of God in Christ Jesus to the home of Martha and Mary. We can see that God delights to visit his people. God delights to visit you. Not just in the house of God on Sunday, but in your house and home Monday to Saturday and Sunday. Believe today that God is at home in your home. Welcome him. Listen for his voice. God desires to enter your home and your heart today. 
May our lives declare this week, today, in this heart, God is welcome. Amen.